Greetings, troubled listeners. Welcome to the Troubled Men Podcast. We are back in the ring room. I am Renee Coleman, sitting with my co-host, the original troubled man for troubled times and future mayor of New Orleans, Mr. Manny Chevrolet. Welcome, Manny. Thank you, Renee. It's really good to be here again in the fabulous ring room where... In the heart of New Orleans, where things make sense. Okay. You know? <laughs> it does feel like it makes sense. Here. Yeah. It's almost like, you know, being, you know, held captive in a box under someone's bed. Okay. Yes. Yeah. You <laughs> I know, can see how that, that could make yeah, sense. Yeah. It's kind of that way to me in many ways. I look around here, and I see the people, and I see Midnight Cowboys here, and he's, yes. he's, uh, he's doing well tonight, He's I got think. a towel around his neck. Yeah. He's got a towel around <laughs> his neck. Keeping warm, keeping that neck warm. Yeah. And speaking of warm, it's been fucking brutally hot still in this city. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's going to be that way for a while. Yeah. You know, and it's I was thinking beginning. about that as I was walking to my car from uh, my office mm-hmm. and I was thinking what kind of heat is this? I mean uh, so I've been here like years now and, and but I don't know maybe it's just I get more irritable as I get older and yes and and, and, and you think I get older I'd, I'd like the heat yeah you know? you're not getting used to it no, I, I'm still you know kind of just like, it's like it's so fast so soon and it's just miserable and I was thinking how could I describe the heat today? Okay. As I was walking to my car. And the only way I could describe it was that, you know, uh, for guys all over the world, all over the country, and all over this city, there are places, uh, restaurants, and bars where if you go to take a leak in a urinal, these certain businesses will put ice. <laughs> you know, chunks of ice or shaved ice, sure, I've seen cubed that. ice right. in the urinal right. instead of a uh, Disc, a okay. urinal disc. Is that what that's for? The ice is, is in place of that? I'm assuming it I is. I figured they were just trying to get rid of the ice, but no, they, that's actually, they're doing that on purpose. <laughs> I don't know. They think, but, but I'm thinking to myself, you know, you've been to these urinals sure, yeah, over that. the years. Yeah, yeah, you've yeah, been yeah. in many bars and restaurants. Many, many men's rooms. You're a man sure. about town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've you've been out. I've hung out a lot You of get around. Rooms. Sure, yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah, I've been around. And I'm thinking to myself, um, so you go to these urinals with the ice. Right. And you start peeing, mm-hmm. and that ice just starts to instantly melt. Yeah. Because urine is usually pretty warm. Yes. Warm or hot, even. Right. To, depending on what you've drank, you know, yeah. the previous few hours. Okay. And that's what I, how I describe the heat today. Okay. It's like being a piece of ice in one of those urinals being pissed on. <laughs> well, it is a wet heat. It's not a dry heat. No, it's not dry at all. <laughs> not dry at all. And, and thank God for the ice in many ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I felt like the ice, <laughs> like the ice. in the urinal <laughs> being pissed on with, you know, warm urine. Right, right, right. You know. But, you know, I, it's funny. It's like pissing in snow. You, you kind of, like, make a design or... Uh-huh. Try Amuse to, yourself. Yeah, yeah, to make a word, you know, uh-huh. something like that. A sculpture. In the snow. Yeah, yeah. And that's basically what these urinals are like in many ways. Yeah. So that's how um, I I've felt today. That. Some of the higher class restaurants. Yeah, in the higher class <laughs> restaurants. Yeah, yeah, they do that. But I do, I, there's a restaurant I want to go to. Uh-huh. It's in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I don't know the name of it, but I know the person who owns it. He's a famous football player. Okay. Um, but Johnny Unitas. No. Okay. Uh, his name is Jerome Bettis. Okay. Who was called the Bus. Oh, all right. Because he had a name. big ass and okay. a big mouth. Okay. I, I, don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But they called him the Bus. Okay. He's a Hall of Fame player. Yeah. 
Anyway, he's got a restaurant in Pittsburgh, which I have to go to, where the men's room urinals have two-way... So you can actually, while you're pissing, you can look out at the restaurant. Oh, okay. <laughs> really? You can Make look eye out, contact you can, with somebody? Well, they can't see you, but you can see them. Oh, okay. So it's, what are they, two-way, whatever yeah, they two-way call Yeah, two-way mirror. Yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah. Right. So while you're pissing at the urinal, you can see the table <laughs> that you're dining at. Oh, wow. <laughs> so we got to go there. That's we got to do a show from there, That's maybe. That's hilarious, man. Yeah. Oh, I got a good gag you can use at, at the urinal. This is, I've, I've actually done this once to somebody I kind of knew a little bit, and, and I could assure you it's quite effective so if you're in the in the men's room with more than two people uh-huh. and there's like somebody you know using the urinal next to you you go hey man were you looking at my dick uh. <laughs> are you a, che- a pecker checker and then the guy the, the person's like wait no no and he's like i think you were i think you were and then meanwhile everybody else in the, in the bathroom starts looking around to see who it was <laughs> this this accusation is being made against well that could also be kind of dangerous though if you say that to the wrong person well yeah yeah you gotta pick the right victim yeah yeah you gotta pick the right victim yeah <laughs> well like always well like, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so, but yeah that's good times too, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, I had well, a pretty good week. Go ahead. Oh, go, I'm sorry. No, talk about your week. Yeah, yeah. No, I had a good week. Um, a pretty good week. Um, uh, quiet it was my, on campus. Yeah, it's getting quiet. But um, my, it was my wife's birthday. Oh, okay. And um, happy birthday. Yeah, Manny's, happy birthday, Mrs. Manny. Yeah, and uh, so we. It was on Saturday. Oh, okay. And so we went and did, she wanted to do a dinner and a movie. Uh-huh. And porn? No, because okay. uh, we took the kid with us. Oh, right, right, right. So it was soft porn. Okay. It was rated R. Okay, well, movie. that's good. That's good. So we went on Saturday to see a matinee show of uh, Rocket Man. Oh, okay. I can't okay. wait to hear this. Okay. <laughs> of Rocket Man, which... Um, it's about Elton John, right? Elton John's early career, uh-huh. you know, um... My daughter loved it. Okay. My wife was, she could take it or leave yeah. it. Yeah. I was, I didn't know it was going to be a musical. Uh huh. Because it was very disappointing in a way because the acting's great. Oh, the okay. production value is great. Oh, all right. But it was, it was a musical from opening scene to the end scene. Oh, really? It's basically a musical. Wow. And okay. there's a lot of, like we talked about with our former guest, what was the actor's name? Uh, Michael. Michael. Servers, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Shout we out talked to about how, how, how can people just be talking and then break into song and right, dance. Right, right. And this is what happens constantly in this in movie. movie. Yeah. And what happens, and they're all singing Elton John songs from right. early in his career. Right. And I had a really big problem with it is where Elton's in the scene and he starts off the song. And then, you know, he's at a restaurant with Bernie Taupin or something like that. Uh-huh. And then Bernie sings a line. And then all of a sudden, the bartender comes out and sings a line of the song. And then, you know, the waitress right. sings a line yeah. of the song. How do you all know the song? It's not even recorded yet. Well, yeah. that's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, it's like that Doors movie from the 90s where Jim Morrison's meeting his girlfriend, uh, Pam or whatever uh-huh. her name was. And the Doors haven't even begun. Uh-huh. There's no band at Doors, but yet they're playing Doors music. Yeah. You know, it makes no Some sense to me. continuity issues. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But the one thing I did get from it, because mm-hmm. you haven't seen it yet. No. But I guarantee you, I know the scene that you're going to cry. 
you know, I, I don't think I'm going to cry because I don't think I'm going to see that movie. Because as much as, as, you know, we talked about the Queen movie appealed to me, I saw the ads for that, for the Elton John movie, and I instantly thought, ooh, that looks terrible. <laughs> I don't think I want to see that. Yeah. I actually was an Elton John fan as a kid and had, you know, all of his first records, five yeah. or six records, yeah. you know, and... and you know, once he got to the, the arena stage and he's dressing up in costumes, I was not on board for any of that. I, I had to, it, it, it left me cold. I thought that looks foolish. It just in real life, in his career. You know? Right. So I could tell that, or, or at least I got the impression from the, the uh, trailer to, the, to this movie that there was going to be a lot of that, a lot of focusing on his big rise to, the, to an arena career and... And a lot of foolishness. Well, it's, it's a typical, down. stereotypical movie where it's, you know, rags to riches to rags, then it gets, you know, back back on, you know, right. to, to riches again. Right, right. But the Third one act. scene I thought that you would cry at, okay. because you are a musician, yeah. is that when he uh, calls his mother and tells his mom he's gay, uh-huh. I thought for sure you'd cry, I'd at, cry that. at that. cry at that? Yeah. I, I might. <laughs> <laughs> I just said, you know, he's coming out of the closet yeah. to his mom. Something I could relate to, yeah. you thinking? Yeah, okay. that's what I thought for sure you'd cry at that. <laughs> Am I wrong? Well, I've, Go see the movie. I haven't seen the, you know. It's I, a matinee show, $8. Oh, Go God, see it. It looks, it looks exhausting, yeah. man. It looks tough to sit through. I don't know. It's, uh, it, I'm already, you know, not kindly disposed to it. Maybe if I see it on HBO or something, I'll... I'll, I'll, I'll Let uh, me know when you cry at that scene. I guarantee you you're going to cry at that okay. scene. Well, you know, sometimes it doesn't have to be something I would relate to directly, but, but, you know, just the emotion. You can imagine the emotion that someone would be going through in that moment and relate to it. Well, I know. was told to stop laughing during that scene by oh, the audience. Oh, oh really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was told to stop laughing. I was told to shut up and can you keep it down By over people there? you didn't know? Yeah, by total... Well, well people in the theater, yeah. Wow, so yeah. not your family, though. Your no, 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 no. <laughs> They're total strangers. <laughs> That's hilarious. You know. No, I would have liked to have seen it with you, apparently. This, that would have been the, the thing <laughs> to do is to, to see it with the... The best the, thing to do mm-hmm. when you're in a movie theater... And the uh, the trailers come on, the coming attractions and stuff. Uh-huh. And there's a movie there that you're looking at, and you think to yourself, "There's no one in the audience, and me, who are going to see this movie. This movie looks like crap." Right. But yet, someone got money to make this movie. Yeah. You know, and they have a trailer for it. They're, you know, they're out there, you know, advertising it. Best thing to do is. After the trailer's over, you get up and start clapping. <laughs> we used to do that back in L.A. Me and my buddies would do that constantly. You know, like when Rambo 3 would, right. trailer would come out. Or, you know, Porky's 5 uh-huh. trailer would come right. out. you just get up and start clapping. I like, like it. You know, author, author. Right, bravo, right. bravo. You know? I like it, man. That's, yeah, that's a good gag. You got to do it. It's a, good, it's yeah, a yeah. good bit. Yeah, yeah. It Excellent. never dies, that bit. Yeah. Well, especially, you know, it's not one that you see all the time, so right. you know, it's going to be yeah. fresh, even though it's a, it might be recycled. It's been a while. Well, yeah. You let it lay fallow for long enough to where it seems Fallow, seems I don't again. know what that means. You know, like a, like a field, you know, where you can't plant a f- the same field with a crop over and over again, because it'll get depleted in nutrients. Okay. So when you allow it to, to, to just sit there empty and... and you know, get re-enriched by, uh, you know, other vegetable matter, and and okay. it's called lying fallow. Anyway, All right, so. we learned something, yes, Nation, yeah, yeah. just so in a few seconds. So, yeah. hey, buddy. Yeah, I heard about that. He owes me like 80 bucks, too, you know that? <laughs> 
<laughs> he had yeah, another one. Yeah. <laughs> Midnight Cowboy making a, a cameo appearance there. Um, so uh, the, our, the nation may have noticed that uh, we're going on for quite a while and we don't seem to, to be in, in any big hurry to get to the guest. Right. So, so we actually had not one guest booked for tonight, but two different guests booked at different times. Now, the first guest wound up having a, a work conflict uh-huh. and, and she begged off and but you know said please keep her in, in it's hard being a crack whore well yeah. yes <laughs> you know co- work conflicts come when you're a crack whore well you know you got to keep your priorities straight right you know, so. i think she's moved on to meth though i don't think it's crack anymore i think well, it's I, meth whore i think it's both you know yeah it's, it's, it's depending so she, on what day yeah. it was you know but anyway so she's she uh you know i assured her that we we wouldn't you know turn our backs on her that we would uh, give her another shot right so you know she's she's still on the still on the list haven't scratched it off the list prematurely. So we'll see how that works out. But I was actually, it felt like the pieces were falling into place when that happened because I already knew that uh, my old band, the Panther Burns, and, and their leader, Tav Falco, are, were going to be in New Orleans tonight. Yeah. They actually are playing tonight. Yeah. And I didn't, wasn't sure what their schedule was, how early they'd be getting into town, if it was like a day early or something. Right. But I thought, well, let me reach out and see if, if, he'd be, if Tav would... would if we could do a podcast with him, maybe backstage, you know, at DBA mm. in the dressing room between. So I, I emailed him and he emailed me back and, and I, you know, I said, well, you know, your show starts at the doors are at eight show starts at nine. You don't go on till sometime after 10. Would you want to do that? And he said, sure. Why not? Okay. I thought, wow, what a beast this guy is um, because he already knows he's going to be driving from St. Petersburg, Florida here to yeah. New Orleans, yeah. which is like a nine hour solid driving right. drive. Uh, you know, and this is at the very end of their tour. It's the 40th anniversary tour of the Panther Burns. Were you going to play with them? No, no, no. They yeah. have they have their band. They've they've been playing for like five or six weeks in the U.S. Yeah. and uh, start off in San Francisco. They've played almost like 26 dates. They've done in five weeks, so they have very few days off. They'll have had some. Some big, long, like, seven, eight, nine-day runs and then a day off or, you know, a travel day. And, you know, a lot of times you look at those days where there's not a gig and you think, oh, a day off. Well, if it's a travel day, that's not a day off. Right. It's just, you know, you don't have to pick up your instrument, but it's exhausting. So, as it turns out, they started making that overnight, that... uh, drive from St. St. Petersburg after the gig last night. Oh. So they drove all the way through the night. As I spoke to him today, at like 6 o'clock, they were still driving. Oh, God. I said, God, that's a long drive. He goes, yeah, it's a hell of a driver. <laughs> so, uh, so, so he's not on the show. So, uh, you know, I, I said, well, you know, uh, is this going to work out? He said, you know, I just don't think I can, I can uh, talk for an hour and then do the show. And I said, no, I agree, Tab. I was surprised that you had said yes in the first place. And, right. And I've certainly, you know, understanding the, the position you're in, I wouldn't want to push you to hold to this commitment because it's, you know... The show must go on, and the podcast is is less important than the Panther Burn show. So it's like uh, I want to them, you. It is well to the to the, to showbiz in general. To the okay, you know, because and and he still wants to be on. We'll figure it out if we can do it remotely at some. That may be the uh, the the motivation to figure out how to 
to no I still like to do them in person because you get that one on one you know right. one on two as, as it is with us right two on one as I would say um, but uh, I, I would like you know our previous guest uh, Alex Rawls talked about how he does his podcast uh, over the phone or you know Wadzilla does his uh, over the computer so did you hear about Wadzilla no he's dead oh wow well, that's it's bad news. He's dead. Bad news. Yeah, he but, uh, uh, he, he choked on one. a tuna fish sandwich. Okay, you know. No, well, the problem was even after he started coughing, he kept taking another <laughs> bite. <you know? laughs> he didn't put it down. And deal with that. First. No, he's alive and well. Good, good, I good, kid good. Him. Shout out to Wadzilla. Um, yeah, so maybe we'll figure out how Wadzilla and, and Alex do it, and we'll be able to employ those techniques. Anyway, so I, I am going to attend the show later on tonight. It will be now. I was curious to see him on the last day of this this tour, though, uh-huh. because looking at the schedule and, you know, how hard this thing obviously had to have been, I wanted to see, find the condition of the band, have him talk about that. You know, yeah. like uh, you would expect after that kind of tour, the band would be either razor sharp because you'd played all these dates, right. and all this adversity, or you'd be completely exhausted, completely dissipated. And I suspect it might be a little bit of both, you know, like razor sharp and still running on fumes. So they were in California and then Florida, and are they driving? Well, they were driving some places. They were flying other places. Because you know who I saw? I saw hmm. on Sunday, I saw Dick Deluxe. Sure. Yeah, at the Circle Bar. Right. And he does a happy hour show there, and it was the saddest thing ever, ever. It was the saddest thing ever. It was like... Dick and two people. And yeah. He was performing for two people. It was, but we were talking at the bar, and we were talking about gigs, and mm-hmm. you know. So I'm, I'm curious, what's the guarantee for the Panther Burns? I mean, to do go around the country because he gets he gets offered from Romeo Void to do reunion shows, the band he played with. I think it was Romeo Void or whatever. Those Dick were. does. Yeah. Yes. Dick does. Right. And they're promising him like. You know, go out to California and do like, you know, up the coast, up and down the coast for like 150 a night or right. 200, which is like, he said, fuck that. Maybe, you know, a thousand a night, I'll right. do it or something right. like that. Yeah, the, it's, it's yeah. tough, man. And, and, and that's another question that, that, that I would have for Tav is, you know, after doing this and, and you know, Tav has had... A, a, so many different bands over the 40 years you know yeah. i was like in the second one in 1983 and uh, i don't know if you know how it's been a hundred people have been through the band since then but these guys have been out on several tours with them yeah you know at least they i saw them last year yeah. so they toured all over the states now my question isn't how do you get to people to do that one time yeah my question is how do you get to people to do that a second time after they go through and the you know the novelty of it's worn off they know how hard it's going to be they know the money is is not going to be commensurate with how hard the work is well yeah and you know it's about where do you you got expenses like gas lodging oh yeah food all that is it worth it to do it well you know it's when you say worth it it's what it it's it begs a larger question about you know what's what's the reward that people doing this are after is it a monetary reward well for sure not because there's easier ways to make money than than playing in a band or playing right the road. like i was looking at dick deluxe play and there was nobody watching him right well he's you know, just singing to himself right well that that's the thing as, as a as a lifelong working musician like he is 
you you book the gigs and you go and play them and you see what happens. You want them to all be great. Right. Um, you know, it, uh, now I'll tell you in the last week you can feel the the summer setting in to New Orleans, not just the heat or, or any of that. The well, weather. Well, that's another thing the, because the, the pace it all gets so slow. Yeah, you know, and that's definitely and don't like usually like people bands here in New Orleans they leave for the summer, sure. right? Yes. Aren't you leaving soon? Yeah, yeah. The, well, the iguanas um, have a couple of more Circle Bar gigs, a couple of of our Wednesday night residencies left, and then we're going to take a break from you know July and until September. And we'll be going out on the road um, through the Midwest early July, and then and then uh, in early right, August. Right, because that's what I, I Carlo was the first person to tell me that uh, he said that yeah, summer is in New Orleans for New Orleans musicians. They they all leave. Yeah, it's it's they, it's very dead. Even like the club stuff. You know, yeah, the, the, it just doesn't happen. Even though there's a festival every other day. Yeah. You know, and uh, and uh, and they still have more coming up. Tomato Festival yeah, this weekend. Tomato they had, had the Greek Fest last weekend. I and think. the Leah Chase Festival. You well, know, which you is know, all right. You know, I Leah Chase died Leah Chase. last Saturday. And they still haven't put it in the ground yet, man. Well, you yeah. know, it, sometimes they, some of these these uh, you know these traditions take their time. You know, Jews we like to get them right in the ground. You know, right? But, yeah, uh, I think we talked about yeah, this yeah, before. yeah. We've talked about that. But for sure. we've talked about things that I hate. Okay. This is one thing that I uh, I really hate, and I, I I hear it all the time. I've heard it all my life, basically. I hate the saying or the phrase, "If you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all." Sure. I hate that phrase. Yeah, we wouldn't have a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> you can't. I mean, you got to say what's on your mind, people and nation out there. Don't don't go by this phrase. Yeah. Say what's on your mind, because I usually do, and it gets me in trouble half the time. But yeah. the other half, uh, people like it. Yeah, people like it, and uh, it's like, in fact, my neighbor said, uh, I got home, my neighbor. Um, said oh, they're going to Europe for three weeks, and mm-hmm. I, I did my usual. Right. I said, "Where well, are you sitting?" Huh? No, I said, "It's been nice knowing you." Uh-huh. <laughs> Do you have dental charts? <laughs> and they just stare at me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I didn't get it. Yeah, it, and I said, "Where are your seat? Yeah, where you're sitting? You know, first class coach or at the bottom of the ocean?" And they just, you know, they said, "If you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all, man." <laughs> <laughs> did they actually say that? They were thinking, yeah, that. pretty much. And yeah. I said it with yeah. their eyes. Yeah, they said it with their eyes. Right, right, right. Yeah. So, so, um, you know, I was, I was in Hawaii last weekend. I told you that I was going. In the yeah, you show. did tell me. Yeah. Well, so I, I made it there. Um, and you brought your dental charts. Well, right? I, I brought my teeth. Yeah. I brought all all my teeth with me. Um, and brought all those same teeth back, so that was a success. That was a success. Not like trip. my trip to Florida. Not like your. Yeah, yeah. I didn't come up with, it, with come back with any to the extra keys. Teeth. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. came home with extra teeth. extra teeth. Um, so, so uh, Hawaii was lovely. It's always beautiful there. It was very warm, but uh, you know the ocean's right there. Um, it was a nice group of people. You know, they. What I liked about this trip was there was. A, a few of the mus- musicians brought their wives, and they were nice couples. So I got got 
forced to sit by them and had had to make conversation wound up but isn't that like the number one rule of the road you never bring your wives with you well you see we're not really on the road this is just a festival and it's just you go there and okay. you stay in you one didn't spot. bring your wife though no 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 yeah. uh, i had work to do but yeah. uh and my wife actually has been there before with me and the, these both of these people it was their first trip so they're bringing their wives with them um but the we had some fun wives like some fun girls to to gab with you know and it was uh it was quite pleasant uh now there 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 was a uh a feature of this hotel where they had a light shining into the water and at night these giant manta rays would come and eat the fish that were attracted to the bugs that were attracted to the light there so the manta ray... Now what, man, tell the people at home what a manta ray is. So the, the, this manta ray, these, they were like black and white. And, well, one of them had a, maybe like a six-foot wingspan, you know, fin so They're span. like those really like thin fish. Thin and, and uh, you know, wide, like two wide triangles projecting outward. That's their fins. And then they have like a big bucket mouth that they can open up like a like a garbage sack, and they just swim so through the water. So the hotel lets them in the pool. Oh, well, no, you're getting ahead of me. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. So so they're swimming in the ocean there. They oh, come okay. up to the light, so they're attracted to the light where the bugs and the small fish. Okay, and they're so eating the hotel is lights by the ocean. Right. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Um, so we're we're standing there one night and watching this one six foot wide ray. And here comes this other one. The water's crystal clear, so you can see, even at nighttime, if there's a light, you can see, you know, I don't know, 50, 60, 70 feet out. <clears throat> and uh, here comes this other ray. And this one is so huge, it, it's, it must have like a 10-foot wingspan. It's almost twice as big, or, you know, it's, it's uh, 50% larger than the, than the one that was there. And I'm standing there with our drummer, Doug, and I'm taking pictures of this thing. And it looks huge. And I'm thinking to myself, wouldn't it be funny if I were to take one of these pictures and post it on social media and then write a little story about how uh, this is a, a ray that Doug Garrison and I were able to wrestle out of the water and, and uh, drag across the lawn and get into the pool. And and then I could like tag, you know, the 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 uh, Big Island Jazz and Blues Festival, tag the the uh, Mauna Kea Resort Hotel in this post, and 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 I was imagining the the backlash or the freak out that would occur with just a picture of an animal and a description of of something that totally didn't happen, but just right. a little story yeah, about what... PETA and all those you know, people. Say, and uh, it could go on. I was, I was cracking myself up riffing on this, saying, like, uh, you know, to explain the st- story, to say, like, well, you, you know, those, those things, you w- you'd be surprised how hard it is to get a hold of those things, you yeah. know, because they're very slippery and they're a lot stronger than you think they are because this one did not go, you know, quietly. It's, uh, it really really took some doing, you know, to, took all the leverage we could get. Well, yeah, but and then you got to get wet, too. Yeah, that's yeah, the yeah, yeah. You well, yeah, no, there was a lot of, there was a high degree of, uh, of, of uh, skill required in this, but, but you know, with a can-do attitude, some stick to it. <laughs> Me and Doug Garrison were able to uh, to get this thing out of the water and across the lawn. Now I I, I did not post <laughs> yeah. that, but uh, 
but I thought, well, it's it's a good story to tell, you know. Well, but, yeah, you know, yeah. so that's I think they call that trolling nowadays. I don't know, but you know what the uh, what I find funny is that um, I hear these things about Twitter wars. Okay, Twitter wars. Uh huh. And <laughs> I like the way you say that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I remember when Twitter wars meant cockfights. Okay. <laughs> But now it's t- something totally different. Cock with, with like uh, like roosters, you mean? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, because Twitter is a you know, Twitter is a bird, right? Isn't is that it? their icon? Twitter. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah it, it is, is a bird. It, yes. You know, and I thought that you know years ago a Twitter war would be two cocks going at it, two roosters. Okay. With, you know, with feathers tearing right, each other right, out. In a, in a, but now it's uh, something totally different. It's like you know, we're, you know, your Twitter wars between our president. And, you know, our secretary of whatever and uh-huh. stuff like Those are Twitter wars now. When okay. Yeah. I just thought cockfights. I don't know. I just thought that's what it meant. Okay. Well, I know. I, I could see that. It used to mean that. I could, yeah, I could, I could see that. You know, I could see that. I digress. I, I don't know. But uh, I was thinking today that you need a nickname. Oh, okay. I have several, but you, you what's have your several? Yeah, what's your nickname? Who's oh, calling? you know. Um, uh, well, you know, uh, my parents call me Ray. Yeah, well, that's that's, um, that's just a, a shortening a, of your okay, name. A, yeah, that's okay, just diminutive. A, all right. Yeah, um, variation yeah, of your name. Yeah, you know, uh, uh, let's see. I used to have a friend that would call me uh, Swiss. Swiss, yeah, really? Swiss. He would say he was gay. He said no, no. He no. would say uh, not that I know of anyway. Um, it, oh, Swiss. I thought you said swish. No, sw- <laughs> Swiss. He would call me Swiss. Yeah, he would say uh, Swiss. He's like uh, Robert Culp's uh, cousin. Said Swiss. Uh, he's not from this country, but he likes it so much he might stay all night. Ah, there you go. I went to school with Robert Culp's daughter. Oh, okay. She rarely went to school, but when she did, we hung out. Yeah. Uh, what, ra- was, what, what was she doing other than school? <laughs> had had another agenda. She had a totally <laughs> different agenda. You know, Hollywood <laughs> kids—they don't. You know, it's like you know, they get up at ten, they show up at school at one. They Rules don't at, really apply. Yeah, they don't apply. <laughs> Because <laughs> Robert Culp's my dad, you know. Yeah. But she was actually a very uh, introverted girl. She was very cool. I liked her a lot. Rebecca. Hmm. Yeah. Rebecca was her name. I, I don't know if she's alive or not. Now, were you one of these guys um, that that you know found uh, the the girls that were not so not so uh, what's the word flamboyant or you know the more retiring girls you found them attractive in some way because they they had a, a sense of uh, modesty you know they were more demure because well, I I always felt that you know and uh, and and I think some of these these girls that I would that I was friendly with and would pay attention wouldn't take it seriously because they thought well oh who could be interested in me I thought well no he's a perfectly sweet girl and and. Uh, no, no. I, I love all women, well, all yeah. types of okay. women. Right I on. love them all. Right I, I, you know, it's like uh, I wrote that song to all the girls I've loved before uh-huh. who That's came in one. and out of my front door. Yeah. Um, no, I, I get what you're saying. No, I, I found, I found uh, especially like in high school and right after high school, I found girls that people thought, well, who would be interested in them? Mm-hmm. But they, they interest me. Right. They interest me in many other ways. Right. And I still wanted to bang them. Yeah, yeah, sure, you know, sure, sure. Because of that interest. Right, yeah. And, uh, uh, and I did. Yeah. <laughs> I did, you know. 
Um, and uh, those were some of the best relationships I had. Yes. In many, many ways. Those are often people that, that of substance. They've, they've developed their personalities. They're not, right. they're not, uh, they're not relying on But a on lot them. of them yeah. I bumped into years later. Mm-hmm. Maybe ten, and they would all—they all slap me in the face. Yeah, they're full of regret. (laughs) (laughs) They all—I, in in fact, I remember one time at dinner with a (laughs) with a girlfriend of mine when I was in my early thirties. A girl came up to me, who I'd had a relationship at eighteen or Uh nineteen. And she threw batteries at me. <laughs> wow. Jeez. Oh, Triple like, A batteries. Like a baseball game. Yeah. She threw batteries at me. <laughs> and my, my girlfriend didn't understand what was going on. And uh, I just calmed her down. And I said, you know, uh, I guess. Um, she owes me batteries. She owes me some batteries or something like that. <laughs> or, or she wants batteries or. You know, I was accused of battery. <laughs> I have no idea, but I digress. Yeah, but no, getting to your nickname. Oh, okay. Because I look at you once a week, uh-huh. and that's all I can stand, sure, really, sure, for an sure. hour or two. Right, right. And I think a, a good nickname for you should be Pistachio. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> it's a great nut. Okay. I love pistachios. Yes, they are a tasty nuts. And I think Pistachio would be a really good nickname for you. Huh. Maybe if I was like a circus clown, that would be a good a good well, name. Well, to for me, me, you look like a vaudeville actor in okay. many ways because uh-huh. your hair looks like Chico Marx's hat, <laughs> and um, <laughs> from many Marx Brothers movies. Sure, sure, sure. So uh, I think I, I don't know if it's going to stick. Pistachio. Yeah, I don't <laughs> know. Coleman. I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I just or maybe just Stachio. Okay, I like that. Stachio, you know. That's, that sounds you know, ethnic. You know. Yeah. So, Nation, uh, send us your votes and what kind of name you want <laughs> for Renee Coleman as his nickname. Because I think Pistachio is a really good nickname for you. And uh, it's a fine nut. It's a very expensive nut. It is. High it is. quality nut. It's, it's a high quality nut. Yeah. No, I could see you where know. you're going with this. I like the. You know. I like the implications. I never liked the, the red pistachios. I like just the you know the red. Never regular. had those. The red ones are big. They were big <laughs> in California. You get them in vending machines. Huh. You now, know, like the gumball machines. You put a quarter and you get a bunch of gumballs. But. But they're red because they've been cooked in some way or treated Something in some like way. Something like that. Right? They're, I they they're I not don't naturally red. My they're mom and dad pistachios. always said, don't get them because they're commies. Okay. <laughs> they're commie pistachios. Oh, and, and this was during, you know, the whole Cold War thing. And, sure, sure. And things like that. But uh, so what else you got going on? Well, I got a lot of stuff to talk about. No, it's good. It's good. I'm looking at the, uh, the oh, yeah, clock we need of the another wall. Round. Let's, let's uh, get yeah. another round here. Let's yeah. take a little break. All right, Nation, uh, we're taking a break. Get a drink. We'll be right back. And we're back. Back in the ring room. Yes. Back with Renee Coman and Mr. Manny Chevrolet. The future mayor of this town, future if someone would vote for me. Yes, yes, yes. You know? Well, we're building yeah. momentum this time. We're, yeah. we're, not, we're not slacking off uh, in between, uh, in between uh, runs. Right, so yeah. Keep, keep your, keep well, your, uh, I have your, about two years until the next election. And I'm keeping thinking, your profile up, though. Yeah, I, I'm thinking of... Uh, Trying to raise money this time around. Okay. Instead of just trying to do it like a week before the election. Right, right, you know? right. Trying to maybe do it two years before the election where we, yeah. we get to, you know, have some fundraisers and raise money to have some commercials. Car washes. But the only problem with that is, uh-huh. is that you have to like 
keep track of all that With stuff. The money, and you have to uh, file. You yes. have to file, right. and they're so fucking. Baton Rouge is so anal about you know every last penny that you've raised and you've spent. Right, and, and the fines are yeah, quite, the fines quite, are uh, big. Quite yeah, exorbitant. yeah, yeah, you yeah. Might, you yeah. might only be raising a few hundred dollars, but the fine for, yeah, yeah, for right. fucking up the the accounting is, a few is, thousand, is like yeah. twenty grand or something mm. potentially. Yeah, that's why you know the the people who are my uh, you know consultants and stuff like right. that and who are. You know who they are. Yes, they know uh, who they are. Yeah, and uh, I just don't want to get them that involved, but they want to be that involved, but they don't understand the legwork. But anyway, yeah. getting back, since we don't have a guest tonight, mm-hmm. there's a few things I wanted to talk yeah, about let's, let's, that we haven't talked about. the air, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, I don't like you. Okay, I, no, well, no, no, no. I think we established that <laughs> yeah, already. No. We're no. backtracking again. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, scratch that one out. No. Uh, uh, we covered it. Yeah. <laughs> we get okay. it, <laughs> We get it. No, um... Uh, okay, so I, you know, I did this addition to my house a year ago, right? But I was still living in in boxes. We okay. still have boxes around because we just don't know what to do with the stuff. Um, anyway, so I found, you know, I, I I lived. I'm from LA. I, I grew up in the Hollywood. I worked for the studios. I've dabbled in acting and in musical comedy drugs. you know uh, uh, drugs right. uh, dabble in dabble drugs yeah <laughs> that's a good word for dabble <laughs> yeah, for, yeah I did a little dabble yeah <laughs> yeah um, yeah I would go up and go down and drink alcohol for but anyway yeah. um, uh, so you know like any young guy in LA and Hollywood I, I had a resume okay you know uh, a work resume uh, an acting resume a music resume all that stuff uh-huh. so I found one of my old resumes oh okay it was it was, it was funny because I'm trying to get rid of stuff right even though I look at this stuff it goes eh, should I get rid of it should I get rid of it okay you know that kind of yeah. so I found an old re- resume and you know any young actor in New York, Hollywood, Chicago, any place, they lie a little bit uh-huh. on their resume. Sure, sure. Yeah, fudge. You, you, you fudge, fudge it, right, you, you right. fib a little bit. Right. That kind of. So I'm looking at this one, and it was the funniest thing. I wrote down on my resume <laughs> that I was a stand-in for Elf. <laughs> Remember Elf, that Elf. show, that 80s show, Elf? Elf, he was an alien. Yeah, he was a puppet. A puppet from outer space. Yeah, he was a puppet. I was a stand-in. I wrote that on my resume. And I was a stand-in for Elf. He was red and had black eyes and black eyes. And a big big nose. Big, big snuff. Schna- uh, and and like a I just almost. said I was a stand-in uh-huh. for Elf. And no one ever called you on it. I don't know. I, yeah. I didn't get many parts. Right. You know? well, maybe, <laughs> I might have had something to do and with it. And then I said also that I was dancer number seven in a Madonna video. <laughs> 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 and I think it was the video uh, Material Girl. Material Girl. <laughs> you were dancer number seven. Yeah, I was dancer number seven for that. The one with the, with the the short shorts on. I, they I all don't, have short yeah. shorts. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I yeah. don't know. But I said that, and everyone out there in the entertainment business can relate to this. They've sure. all done it. You sure. know, you you fudge it. You sure. fudge it a little bit. I think on on uh, our when when you and I filled out. Uh, uh, Little applications for the the fame agency. I think oh, yeah. I, I, I put down that I was a a, a stunt driver. <laughs> Right, because yeah. I, I was able to make it home after yeah, yeah, after, after some of our yeah, writing yeah, sessions. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But the last one I thought was funny, and I don't know. I, I think this might be true, 
But um, I wrote down on my resume that I was a stunt cock for a porno film. Okay. <laughs> I was a stunt cock. Okay. So there was an actual cock. Uh-huh. But if there was any stunts that had to be done, uh-huh. it was my cock. <laughs> like, like somebody getting hit with a hammer? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, a, or, or, you know... A dick a, punch? Or, yeah, or... A, uh, 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 the female axle. star deciding to bite it or something. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. You know, I was a stunt cock. It's back when they had real stories, right? Porno exactly. Had like an actual plot. Yeah, where there were action was, scenes. Exactly. Some dick action. Exactly. Scenes. Like Dick Diggler was it? You know, he was right. an action star. Then right. You know that kind of. So I I found that on my resume, and I'm I'm going to post it. Okay. I think I'll post it. Yeah. No, that's good. Yeah. Um, well, you know, that, that brings up... Do you have something more in this? Cause no, that's it. it. Reminds uh, me of, oh, God, I hope oh, that's it. No, that, yeah, well, <laughs> you might find... Yeah. You know, just keep digging. You might yeah. find more, more interesting artifacts there in the, uh, in the, in the archives. But uh, as a technique that I figured out, I haven't implemented this yet, but I've figured it out, where those things that you're not sure that you can get, you can part with, yeah. just take a picture of them. And then at yeah. least you have a picture of it. Right, and that takes up no s- literal space. You know, it just takes up tiny bit of, of hard drive space. But you know, at least you can still uh, have some kind of tenuous connection to these things. You could still pull out that picture and read your resume, and right, you know, or look at the pair of shoes that you used to wear back when you were young and cool. You know, <laughs> and yeah, uh, but can't wear anymore because they you wore them out long ago. Right, you, know? you can get rid of them instead of having them take up space in your room. Yeah, I know, but there's still... I mean, the resume wouldn't take up that much space. No, it wouldn't. But, but if you're inclined to get rid of it anyway, just take a little snapshot of it first. Yeah. It's, again, this is my... This is all about mortality, that, this impulse that we have to hold on to things. This is... We're holding on to artifacts from when we were younger, when we were... Um, you know, pe- we knew people that we don't know anymore. Maybe some... We knew people that are, that are, are, have passed on... And these things are totems that are connection for us to that person or to that time. Right. So, but you don't, turns out you don't actually need the physical item. You just need something, some reminder of it. And a photograph, you know, especially of digital photo- photography, is, uh, <coughs> is, it comes in handy. Yeah. Okay. okay I well, agree. <laughs> it's exhausting. Sorry. Yeah. Um, oh no! Uh, you know, I, I I have a good story. They're turning the lights out on us already, but uh, we got time to yeah. We, time. Got, we got time. we got plenty of time. Um, They've had a big night here. That's the yeah, thing. yeah 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, they had the uh, the follies here. They had follies. Um, yeah, they did. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Well, I have a, a childhood story that I wrote, I remembered not too long ago and, and wrote it down in my, in my notebook, but I didn't want to bring it up in front of any guests because it's, it's, it's definitely off the track of any of their, their topics. But uh, again, it might tell you a little something about me, a little insight. So one time when I was probably about six or seven years old, we had this big pile of bricks in our backyard that we'd salvaged off of, uh, we'd torn this brick wall down and cleaned all these bricks and stacked them up. And it was about, you know, a yard square. You did it? My father and I had, uh, had done he, it, yeah. He worked here at six years old? Oh, fucking yeah. I was, I was oh, man, look, I, I remember being like three and being sent to get tools that I didn't even know the name of. And you see, again, I'm... And another piece of the puzzle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, I, I, was, I okay. was the helper from, from the time I could, I could understand. Um, and, and walk. And uh, so, so 
I wasn't the helper in this, this story I'm telling. I was the, the only guy doing it. He said, you see that, that stack of bricks that's three feet by three feet wide and about four feet tall? I said, yeah. He said, we need, I want you to take all those and lay them out from that big pile that's been against the, the back of the fence for several years it's been sitting there. Yeah. And I want you to lay them all out because you're going to have to clean them. And because uh, we're going to use them for something, you're going to have to s- scrape all the old mo- mortar off of them with a, a hammer and a chisel. And, uh, and you're six years old? Six or seven, yeah, yeah, Okay. Yeah. Um, well, you know, you can get a six or seven-year-old to, to clean bricks. It's the, you, all around the world, they got four five-year-olds cleaning bricks and, 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 and breaking yeah, down. Those are uh, third-world countries. Well, I know, yeah. I know. It's New Orleans. It's, you know, it's, yeah. it's, 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 we're not far removed from that. Um, so... So one Saturday, I'm there. I remember I had this, this uh, camouflage jumpsuit on. It was like a zip-up, one-piece jumpsuit. Very which, disco. Which I yeah. loved. It was, it was, but it was all camouflage. It looked kind of military, you know. And, okay. And it was, this was the Vietnam era. This was probably, you know, 1969 or And so. you never had a G.I. Joe, though, did you? Never had a G.I. Joe, no. Okay. Um, did wind up trading someone for a major Matt Mason uh, figurine. Uh, Your jumpsuit? Later on. No, no, no. <laughs> I traded them. Actually, I traded them a pea shooter, which was really just a thick straw and a whole, like, 25-cent bag of peas. Uh, you scammed them, didn't uh, Well, you, you know, it was, I had something that not everybody had, so I right. had some novelty. Uh, well, you probably had that jumpsuit nobody had either. Well, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so there I am in, my, in my, uh, my camouflage jumpsuit, and I start taking the first layer of bricks off and moving them into the, to the yard where I can clean them off. Now, like a, a, a level and a half down... I realized that this entire thing is filled with cockroaches. Oh, God. Like a yeah, lot of cockroaches. Like yeah. Big, you know, two inch long cockroaches yeah. and everything from Everyone that size in New Orleans can relate all to the that. way down. Yeah, Just yeah. for our, our listeners in other parts of, of the nation or the world, we have two inch long cockroaches. They're gigantic, they're yeah. not afraid of you at all. Um, so, so these things are coming out. Initially, I'm freaked out. It's like, oh, God. You know, and I realized, oh, I have so many bricks to move. I really don't have time to, to be shying away from these roaches. So I'm still just grabbing bricks, and the roaches are running out from them, and now they're crawling on me. Oh, God. Now, and, and it's, you know, it's not, it's not fun, but I have all these bricks to move. And at some point, I, I make the switch in my head that, well, this is the only way to, there's only one way to do this. I'm going to be in contact with these roaches. So as I'm... Again, I'm I'm only two rows down of I don't know twelve or something. Jesus! Now I'm totally covered in roaches. They're running all all over me. Now, and I continued that for several hours. <laughs> and your dad was just watching you. No, he, he left. wasn't watching. He was somewhere else. He just left. He was yeah. He's like I don't, oh, okay. I don't need to watch you do this. It's, you know, do it. It's a simple enough task. Um, I don't care if there's roaches. Yeah, there's roaches everywhere. Uh, now, what it did for me was it, it got me over my aversion to roaches. Okay. Because to this day, they still don't bother me because I've, I've, I've been so exposed to them that I, I was forced to, uh, you know, just push that aversion out of my mind. 
Okay, so your dad taught you. Well, so you thank your dad. Well, for, uh, you know, uh, it it wasn't a pleasant experience, but it's right. it's, it's a, an experience that I was able to take something positive away from, which is you know at least just a a certain it steeled me in a way. You know, it's it it like we were talking about the Russians with Chernobyl and you know how oh, they, yeah. they could and I was saying they were very tough, and you were saying, well, no, they can just withstand a lot of hardship. I was saying, well, that is a form of toughness. And similarly, this, it's now, I wouldn't, I wouldn't compare my experience to the, the Russian experience during uh, the revolution or World War II or, uh, you know, the Stalinist era or any of that. But similarly, th- having this, this shocking and this experience that most people would find completely repugnant and, and unacceptable, that it gave me an advantage over the, the regular person because uh, okay. that doesn't that doesn't phase me, so, and so I'm I'm capable of withstanding so much suffering, so much more suffering than the average person walking down the street. It gives me a certain advantage. Can you notice the suffering now? <laughs> the troubled nation, <laughs> yeah, and you, yeah. <laughs> well, okay. Well, now I'm trying to pass that lesson on. Anyway, I thought that was a good story. No, it's a good yeah, story, yeah. you know. Uh, but what about termite swarms? Are you? Can you deal with those? Those never f- really bothered me. I mean, they terrify me as a homeowner, but I'm not yeah. physically. Because when they get in your house, them. if someone forgets to turn off a light in a room. And all of a sudden, they're in there. Right. You know, right. That's terrifying. Right. Me. Well, those are not the, one, the ones you really have to worry about. The ones you see are, are, are fine. It's the ones you don't see that get into the crawl areas or the, the tiny little crack in your house. Now, having lights on during a swarm event is, a is, stupid is thing. inviting them in. Yeah. yeah. Inviting them into the ones you can see and the ones you can't see. So, yeah. Well, so no. See, I'm totally opposite. I don't care about the ones I can't see. The ones I can see oh. are the ones that freak me out. Okay, you well. know, the ones, you know, that all of a sudden, like, I'm reading a, you know, reading a magazine and all of a sudden this one starts flying in front of me. Right. It's like, you know, I, I act like, you know, um, I act like a small child with, okay, you know. <laughs> You know. Well, you know, it's they, they, they don't have termites, uh, the same kind of termite issue in, in California, do they? No, no, they don't. So it's, I didn't it's grow up with termites. Your, yeah, 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 we're, we're, we're. I grew up with uh, the uh, Kenneth Bianchi right. and the Hillside Strangler. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I grew up with that. Even though I'm not a girl, I, yeah, yeah. I, I feared You're for feared. my life. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 uh, and, and uh, also, um, <laughs> yeah, that was a popular, popular. Uh, <laughs> Uh, side side project out there at that time. Yeah, well, if you had a van. Yeah, you know, it's all yeah, about it's, a van. Yeah, it's easy, man. It's it's, you know, you know. it's self-starting. Though. Anyway, so we're here at the ring room, and I see one of your notes is, is this, and I wanted to talk about. Is this this was local? Wasn't yeah, yeah, it? yeah. Okay, so the the uh, this this uh, news item that Manny's pointing to, it says driver. All right, buddy. Child five put in vehicle alone. Yeah, and now this story appealed to me less as uh, a story about a negligent parent than about the overreach of the state. Because um, here, the the 
substance of the story is uh, now it happens to be a New Orleans bounce rapper who's well known or at least known and uh, whose profanity laced song about sex went viral on social media two years ago was arrested in St. Bernard Parish this week after authorities said she put her five-year-old child in a ride-hailing vehicle alone and instructed the driver to take the minor to school. (laughs) So that's like like an Uber or something. She called an Uber and put her kid in, in... Look, some parents don't send their kids to school. This woman not only sent her kid to school, she sent her in an Uber. You know, she's, uh, that's, uh, I, I think she's doing her a solid. Now, apparently the state doesn't, doesn't feel the same way because they said uh, that this girl, I'm not going to say her name, now she looks very, she, she's not having a big smile in, the, in that, uh, that mugshot. <laughs> she looks pissed off as hell, and I would be too. So it says, she faces a count of child desertion after the ride booking service driver instead brought the juvenile to the St. Bernard Parish Sheriff's Office. Well, fuck you, man. You're definitely getting a one-star rating after doing that. <laughs> said uh, the, the, the Sheriff's Office didn't confirm uh, the person's stage name or picture, didn't confirm any of this stuff, but her Instagram page has nearly a quarter million followers. They put that in Ooh, the... Okay, well... <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway, uh, uh, that, that, that really kind of... Uh, I thought, geez, man, you know, it's one thing if you, if you don't send your kid to school, you send him to school in dirty clothes. Now, if you called a cab for your child and send him to, is it just they don't like Uber? Or, or if you send him in a cab, I mean, you have to. Well, that, that, but then again, though, that's negligent because I remember when my kid was like in first grade mm-hmm. and one of her friend's parents, parent, because mm-hmm. they, they were kind of living separately, mm-hmm. um, lived 12 blocks away from the school. 12 mm-hmm. blocks. Right. And he was negligent because he's not a very good parent. He really isn't. Okay. He's never happened. I'm not going to mention names. Yeah, no, like please that. don't. Yeah. But this kid's six years old, and he basically said, got a piece of paper and said, go right here, go left here, go there, there. You'll be at school because I'm too busy to, you know, to take you to school. Right. You know? And what happened was the girl found her way to school and it was morning meeting and check in mm-hmm. is what, where's your mom or dad? Oh, my dad gave me this map. Uh-huh. How to get to school. Yeah. And he was fucking called on for that, man. Because even though it's only 12 bucks, quarter of a mile maybe, right. who knows what could happen to that a kid? A lot could happen. Yeah. But Tons could happen. Usually, it doesn't. You know that in the old days, like when we were kids, that was not yeah. unusual for people to walk yeah. along. You know, not yeah. miles, but you know, walk eight blocks when well, you were six. Yeah, or I took three buses to yeah. get to a there school. You, go. you know, but I was in high school. Oh, I was like, oh. I was like fifteen. Oh, okay. Well, you know, my grammar school was three blocks away. Yeah, but. This is 2008 or whatever. Yeah, but safer than ever. We have we have less crimes against persons than ever. In New Orleans, really? Well, I mean, yeah. Really? Everywhere, yeah. Statistically speaking, yeah, like crime is down. I mean, from from like the the early 70s and yeah. What late, world you live in? No, no. I mean, the, no. The, crime is down because you don't hear about. See, the thing is. We had that Memorial Day weekend where there was 17 people shot right. and stuff like that. And this past weekend, there was another 12 people shot. Right. But those are the only ones that are reported. There's tons of people getting shot that aren't reported. Yeah, but they're There's not five of, years old. Yeah, but would you, send, would you tell your six-year-old daughter 
So here's a map. Get to school. Well, no, I wouldn't. Yeah. But now, now in New York City, I know it's not uncommon for six-year-olds to ride the subway by themselves. They know their parents, you know, have schooled them up on how, where to get off. You know, they're very sophisticated. And I've heard of some instances where, you know, the authorities have become involved but because some six-year-old is riding or some seven-year-old is riding with their five-year-old sibling on the subway and like, right. where are your parents? Like, what do you mean, where's our parents? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, at home. You know, we're, and, but this used to be commonplace. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just think it's, 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 it's a horrible thing to put your child out there, you know, well, again, in, it, in danger. Because this city well, yeah. is a horrible city. It's, it's danger everywhere in this well, city. Because people don't know how to drive. People don't know how to dri- ride their bicycles. Yes. And, and, and if you put a seven-year-old out there walking to school. Yes, a lot could happen. Tons, you know, the percentages are bad. Yeah, no, I, you I, know, I agree. It, it's a horrible, horrible place. Well, you know? <laughs> let's not get carried away. Yeah. Now, I, I would uh, remind you of an incident that happened as we were driving here. So we were, we were on a major street. Yeah, and those kids were wilding. Turning, turning onto another major street, and you're looking in the direction that traffic is coming from because it's a one-way street, and you're yeah. looking to see when you can turn right on red. Right. And I'm the passenger. I see from my right-hand side the kids riding their bicycles. One is right in front of your car. After curfew. Well, it was... but. So, but riding, and they're wilding. riding the wrong way on the sidewalk yes. of the street, and they ride yeah. right in front of your car, and you have no reason to, to check in that direction. Uh, and if I hit them, it's my fault. And, and well, even if it wasn't your fault, you don't want to hit a child. You don't want to have a child under under your car. Well, that kid. At the, well, <laughs> at, the, at the last second, I saw him. I was like, "Oh, Manny, wait, wait." And you looked over, and, and then turned out there was like three or four more coming right behind yeah. him. But that, that's terrifying to, to, to have, yeah, you know. And those were kids who are certainly capable of, of making it safely everywhere. But, man, not when you're and doing it that. They're also capable of carjacking well, me, too, yeah, those kids. Uh, yeah, probably could have. Or, you know, following me home on their bicycles. Yeah, man. And that, beating me with a bat. Well, yeah, that, that's all possible. Or uh, what, what do they call those things? A machete. A machete. <laughs> and they Black might Jack. chop me up. Blackjack. Yeah, they, what, what do they used to call those people? Uh, what do they call that when someone doesn't shoot you with a gun, but they hit you with a gun? A pistol whipping. Yeah, pistol. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, no, that's, that's no joke, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get hit in the face with a yeah. pistol. They, Holy uh, cow. They were, those kids were capable of that. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, speaking of pistols, I have, I have one more. Uh, we might have time for, for uh, one, one more <laughs> item here. And I thought this was, this, this is sad, you know. So this, okay. this guy is, uh, this is on the West Bank of, you know, uh, the New Orleans. It's in an adjoining parish in, in uh, West Wego. It's yeah. Jefferson Parish. Guy is dropping off his date at her home in West Wego. As he's opening the door... Her ex-boyfriend attacks him. I saw this through yes, the go open ahead. door of, yeah. of the truck. The guy reaches in to between the seats and pulls out a pistol. Now that's he, this guy's expecting trouble, right? He's yeah. got, got the pistol right there. You know, yeah. I have a lot of guns, but I don't have a pistol between the seats of my car. Right, <laughs> I'm not, yeah, let's hope not. I'm not that I'm, I'm not that prepared for gunplay. So the, anyway, the guy pulls the gun out. Points it at the at the guy who's attacking him. I don't know what he's attacking him with. Just maybe his fist. So and the guy shoots himself with the gun first. 
that's his first move. Is he shoots himself in the leg or something? Right. And, and then, but you know, kudos to him because he has the uh, the fortitude and the presence of mind to still pull off another shot and shoot the <laughs> shoot the attacker. Well, I don't know if I talked about this last week. You know, stop me if I. There was a story in, in kind of close to where I live, on the other side of the boulevard. Mm-hmm. Um, there was this uh, story, and I. Uh, where these two people stopped a guy from robbing them uh, because they wrestled the gun from him, but the, yet they both got, one got shot in the arm and one got shot in the leg, but the guy was, ended up being arrested. But the story said that two guys, like our age, okay. are hanging out on their porch, and someone comes up to them with a gun and says, give me what you got. Uh-huh. He points a gun at them, and they wrestle the gun away from them, but they end up both getting shot. You know, very minor wounds. Right. But it says that this happened at 4 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. So my first thing when I'm reading this story is like, who the fuck is sitting on their por- front porch at 4 o'clock yeah. in the morning? You know, it depends on what neighborhood <laughs> it might it is, man. <laughs> you know, the only people I ever remember sitting on their porch at 4 o'clock in the morning are fucking drug dealers. Yeah. You know, right? You know, so, but they well, made they made it look like this might be. It could, it's, yeah, it's well, that's what possible. I'm thinking. It's like, wait a minute, these guys are up at four o'clock. <laughs> right, right. Sounds sounds suspect. Yeah, it's like dudes. You know, I no sympathy whatsoever. Yeah. You know. Well, you know that that maybe that's why they had the nerve to wrestle the gun away from them. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, this isn't the first time yeah. we've, we've had a gun so, pointed at us. You know, most you people know. freeze up when that happens. Right. Other people, uh, you know, but launch the, into action. The story, and I love, I love reading the comments after stories. Okay. People's comments. Right. And everyone's so sympathetic about this happening, this uh-huh. happening, this happening, this happening. It's like, no, don't be sympathetic. They deserve this. What? They what a shame you are to just mind your own business on yeah. your porch at 4.30 in the morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know. You know, anyway. Maybe they're early risers. Who knows? I don't you know. know. Maybe it's, uh, you know, they're, they're getting up for a morning prayer meeting and... Uh, and <laughs> yeah, uh, right, you know, yeah. Uh, get a quick read of the newspaper <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, go down to the McDonald's and, you know, and hold court for four or five hours. You right. know, you've seen those guys. Yeah, all right. Anyway. All right, but listen, before we sign off, because okay. I think it's time to yeah, sign yeah. off, because you, you've got places to go yes, and people and to be. I, I need to pass out soon. Yeah, yeah. Because I got to work tomorrow. Um, this Saturday, uh, we talked about this maybe one of our first episodes. This Saturday coming up is the Naked Bike Ride Day. Yes, yeah, yeah. We Where? covered that early on, yeah, a year ago. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's yeah, coming, up, about, come up, it's again, coming right? up again. Right. And we talked about how unattractive all these yeah, naked yeah, people yeah, are yeah, and yeah. stuff it's like that. not going to be any picnic it's, out there. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I hate, you know, why would anyone want to watch this? Yeah, yeah. But I was thinking it would be fun to go on the same route that these bike riders are naked and just be naked in my car. <laughs> <laughs> like a pace car? Like a yeah, naked pace yeah, car? Yeah, basically like an Indy 500 pace car okay. where I'm naked. <laughs> right. You know, I'm naked and everyone, all the bikers are behind me and I'm the pace car. That's a good idea. Yeah, pace car. But I'm comfortable in my car with the AC right. and stuff like that. But, and no one can really see me. Yeah. But I'm naked. Okay. You know, well, I, you, it's, it's, it amuses you. It amuses it, me. Right, right. I, I don't know if the, the promoters of this thing would like it or not. No, but, I like it, though. It's, that's but, the kind of parade that I would 
get behind. You know, maybe we, maybe Troublemen Podcast can can try to get that going. A for naked next year. car ride. Naked car ride. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just get naked we, in your car. Yeah, and we'll, we'll all yeah. ride together behind or in front of the naked bike ride. Or we can run over them. Okay, yeah, well we that can, too. Yeah. <laughs> or we can just uh, take a road trip to Florida where everything makes sense there. Right. right. All right, Sounds listen, I like I, I'm ready to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are they ready to kick us yeah, out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, where's the last ones yeah, here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> perfect. All right, well, for Tal Palco. Uh, Tal Falco. Falco, sorry uh, we didn't see you. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, we're going to, yeah. Um, we know you're on meth, so it's okay. <laughs> Panther Burns forever lasting. All right. Okay, Nation, so. Nation, uh, good night. And the Troubleman podcast, we'd like to say the, the trouble never ends. But the struggle continues. Good.